0: Welcome back to another chapter of Bu and Be Real. I'm excited to talk to you today about a chapter called The Goal That Changed My Life. And the guest that we have coming on the show had to overcome some beliefs. And we're gonna talk about some struggles that he had to deal with mentally and physically to get him to his goals. So let's open up the next chapter of Be you and Be Real. Welcome to the BU and Be Real Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and I'm excited that you're here because I want to help people tell their story. Because if you don't tell your story, no one else will. So we're gonna jump in and have real conversation with extraordinary people. Let's open the next chapter of the BUNB Real Podcast. Well, I am excited today to open up a chapter. Uh, of of a life that a good friend of mine uh is in a group that we're a part of for a while uh i loved getting to know paul uh for the last about what's been about a year now paul almost coming up on a year february will be a year. so yeah it's, uh, it's exciting so uh anyways i would love to welcome our guest today paul fortune welcome to the show thanks nathan i've been looking forward to this all week yeah me too well um before we get started, before we get kicked off, I always like to to let the audience know uh, who, who are who is Paul? Tell us a little bit about Paul's story. Well,
1: um, I'm born with something called uh, cerebral palsy, and if your viewers don't know what that is, um, it's lack of oxygen to the brain at labor, and as a result of the lack of oxygen to the brain at labor, it can leave one side of the body paralyzed. So when I was born, um, the doctors thought that I would never be able to walk, that I would be subject to a wheelchair all my life. Well, thank goodness for a great mom and a great mindset. That wasn't my story. I'm able to live a very active life, but it wasn't easy. I know we're gonna dive into a chapter of my life, but uh, I'm able to live a very active life now, running marathons, and now I'm on a mission to help others rewrite their story and take back their pen and write the story they want for their lives, not for anybody else, but
0: for themselves. I love that. And I love the mission that you're on right now. Uh, because I know we're talking about belief today. We're talking about setting goals and and specifically the chapter is called The Goal That Changed Your Life. So uh let's start. Let's open this chapter and, and tell us back. Like I want to go back to when you were you were 12 years old and, and tell us the story and 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 what happened when you were 12 years old.
1: Well, um uh, my parents recently got divorced, so I had to change schools at this time. And that's just a hard age to be a new kid at a new school because these other kids have been going to school for years and years together. They already have their cliques and they're going through hormonal changes and it's just a tough, tough age or kind of awkward. So just being a new kid alone is going to be tough, but I'm a new kid with uh, cerebral palsy. So I'm walking with a little bit of a limp. I'm holding my right arm differently. So it was even tougher for me because of being i'm standing out a little bit more not just being a new kid but just because of those limitations i'm getting into this new school and i can't break in i can't get any friends i remember one of my fir- my one of my first weeks of of being at this new school i'm playing basketball with these these kids and i'm thinking okay i'm going to make friends and all of a sudden one of them shoots a basket and they all just walk off and just leave me there, just standing there. Now, don't say a word. They just leave and they go somewhere else. And that was just kind of the start of of this 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 new school I was at. I mean, I mm-hmm. was spit on. I mean, I would be playing and when they would let me play football. I mean, I would be tackled from behind, slam my head. It was just hard. And and um, I and I come from this this I guess old school mentality. Like you don't you don't tattle on anybody. So I kept it to myself. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't s- tell anybody. I, I just kind of suffered in silence. I don't know if you uh, – uh, I know you're a little bit younger than me, but do you remember Pogs?
0: Oh, Pogs, yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So I would be playing Pogs, and they would steal my stuff. I mean, it was just awful, awful, mm-hmm. awful experience for me. And uh, I don't, And then on top of this, around the same time, I had to take an assessment test. To see where I was going to be placed academically for high school. I was raised Catholic and my mom wanted me to go to a Catholic high school. Well, I must have bombed the test because when I met with the principal and my mom, the principal tells both of us that we're going to put me at the lowest level possible and I don't expect much from him. He does not seem like he's college material. So I'm being bullied and teased in school, and now I think I'm stupid because a principal, after one test, already is telling me that I'm not even college material. So I'm I'm crying myself to sleep most nights. I'm telling myself, "Why me? Why do I have to be different? Why can't I just fit in?" Mm-hmm. And I don't know what came over me, Nathan, but midway through my eighth grade. I was tired of feeling angry and sad all the time because those were my go-to emotions because of the environment I was in. But mm-hmm. I knew deep down that wasn't me. That wasn't my emotions that I that I wanted to show all the time were those emotions. So I thought to myself, what could I do to change that? What could I could I focus on something so I could ignore the noise and just focus on something? So I thought, what if I set a goal for myself? And at the time, I loved baseball. So I thought, what if I tried to make my varsity baseball team? What if I set a goal for myself? Mm-hmm. So, I started playing fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. And the great thing about this is uh, because I was playing all year round, um, coaches started to befriend me and saw that I was working really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And they, and they, uh, I wouldn't tell them right away, but after a while, they understood what my goal was because I was scared to tell them that I wanted to make yeah. a varsity baseball team because I thought I was going to be laughed at. Somebody with cerebral palsy making a varsity baseball team. Yeah. But eventually, they got it out of me that that's what I wanted to do, and they're like, "Okay," then they put me on a on a on a regiment that I had mm-hmm. to follow. And the great thing about this is uh, with with these coaches befriending me, all of a sudden the uh, players start befriending me because my energy started to change. Mm -hmm. I started to gain more confidence in myself. I had my shoulders back, my head up. And all of a sudden, when I got into high school, instead of bullying and teasing me, they started rooting for me. I started hanging out with the baseball team. I started to gain friendships. I didn't have friendships when when I was 12. Now I do. I feel like I'm part of a group. And because of this, because of, of, of this group and this support system, I, I started off on the freshman team and it, I did okay. And then, but I kept playing, uh, like I said, other uh, off season. Then I played in sophomore year and I was a little bit better. Then junior year, there were some injuries on the varsity team and they brought me up. They brought me up to the varsity team my junior year midway through and I was so ecstatic. Really didn't play too much my, my junior year, but but I pitched a little bit. Uh-huh. But I felt good. I mean, I, I accomplished my goal. Then I came back my senior year, and I was a part of that team. And I was a regular pitcher on that team. And I remember one of the games, I pitched a three hit shutout. Nice. And they poured the Gatorade on me, and I felt so alive. I felt like I I was a king of the world. I, I was just so ecstatic with myself. And that, and that goal literally changed my life because mm-hmm. after I graduated high school, I started to really think about that goal that I set for myself when I was mm-hmm. 12 years old. And I thought when I made that goal, I thought it was going to be a near impossible goal to make for myself. How could somebody with cerebral palsy make a varsity baseball team? It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I yeah. made it. So and I really started to think about what that principal said to me years earlier when I, when I got into that school saying I wasn't college material. See, when I, went to co- when I went to high school, I pretty much mailed it in. I just did enough to stay eligible to play baseball mm-hmm. because I thought, what's the point? I'm not college material. Just do enough to stay eligible and move on. Don't waste your time. But I thought, well, why can't I set another goal for myself to say that I'm college material? So I enrolled into a junior college. Oh. So I'm sorry. You were going to say something? Yeah. First? Well,
0: No, that's good. Keep going. Keep going. Okay.
1: I rolled into a junior college because I was the only place that would accept me at the time. Mm-hmm. I got myself a math tutor, a regular tutor, went to the math lab. I did this five to six times a, a week so that I could do what was necessary to increase my grade point average. And as a result of my hard work, I was able to transfer to a four-year uni- university where was I was able to graduate, and I was college material. And that's where, that's where it all started for me, Nathan. Wow.
0: Okay. There, there's a lot to that story. Thank you so much for sharing the chapter. Cause all of a sudden I'm writing down like crazy over here, putting some notes down and, and I'm seeing patterns and and everything. But I want to I want to go back. Like, um, I want to go back to eighth grade. Okay? okay. Um, and and I'm gonna spend some time here, and y'all know this. It's very, it's very real. We're having real conversations. This is unscripted. Um, you know, you're 12 years old, and uh you know, I think bullying, um it's it's a part of our world, right? And has been a part of our world for a long time. Um, and at the end of the day, what I see today, and this is what I, I hope people are taking away from this, and this is where, really where I want to go, is you had a choice, right? And, and you were bullied, um, got picked on physically, emotionally, like there was a lot of stuff going on there. And kids today, naturally, right? We don't want to be tattletales and we hold it inside. And I think What I see anyways is, is kids today, they, they go internal and where do they go, right? They go to an outlet, they go to video games, they go to other places, that antisocial regiment. I'm seeing a lot of that stuff happening right now. So when you were 12, like, what do you think was the determining factor to get you to have that click, like that moment where you're like, I'm done, I'm tired. And I'm going to believe in myself versus other people.
1: You know, I'm starting to really get frustrated in eighth grade. I remember—I uh, don't know if this was a turning point, but I remember being very uh, angry about this. I remember I was playing football, and um, they threw me a pass deep, and I caught it for a touchdown. I'm thinking, finally, mm-hmm. now they're gonna now they're gonna accept me. I'm part of the group. I have caught this ball, and um, you know, now I'm going to be part of the group. And I remember the 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 person who threw me the ball told me, hey, don't get excited. I just threw the ball down the field and and you were just there to catch it. I'm not going to throw you the ball again. And, and that just stuck with me. I'm like, are you kidding me? You kidding wow. me? You can't even give me one accolade right then and there. And I think I, I, that that moment plays in my to – to this day I think about that. I don't know why, but I do. Um, and I think that, that just – Through me, and I think that's when I I I went home, and I'm thinking I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to be angry. I don't want I don't want this. I want to be able to focus on something that's positive that 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 I can just worry about and then ignore that noise. Um, So that's that one moment that really sticks in my head.
0: So I'm ask I'm gonna ask you a question then. Um, Now, looking back, right? Looking back, I'm sure um, you've had a lot of time to reflect on this and learn from it. Obviously. Um have you ever gone back and asked your parents if they saw signs of that? Signs of uh of uh, of, of the what? bullying, the frustrations, anything like that?
1: Uh you know, I, I talked to my mom about it and uh-huh. uh, my mom was as was kind of frustrated with me uh, uh-huh. because she didn't know what was going on. At the time, uh my mom to make ends meet, my mom had to work two jobs. So mm. like Well, when I got home, I was basically at my grandma's house. So Mm -hmm. I really didn't have, my mom didn't have that much interaction with me at that time because she had to pay the bills. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't think she knew how bad it was. I think she knew a little bit, but not Mm. to the extent of what it really was.
0: I get that. Yeah. I, well, and and kudos to your, to your mom for working two jobs and taking care of it. Right. I mean, that's, 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 that's a a big deal. Um, So so when you had that moment and there's there's another element to this too that I want to talk about for a second which was your your principal at the time and so you're not only getting it from kids all of a sudden you're getting it from the principal the person that's supposed to be educating and elevating you you're getting them going yeah he's not going to amount to much so you know no wonder man i like i snapping moment like i'm proud of you for for stepping up and going no this is like i've got to focus on something other than the negative and I'm going to start focus on the positive for myself. So I love this quote that you said, actually, I'm going to put this up on the screen. It says, if you believe in something and you put action behind and don't look back, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. And so you think that was in that moment when you're eighth grade, like 12 years old, is that when that click happened?
1: Yeah. Looking back, it was at the time. No, at the time I'm in the throes of it and I just needed something to, to focus on that wasn't Negative. I, mm-hmm. That's all That's all I was thinking. I, at the time, I really didn't think I was going to make the varsity baseball team. It was yeah. just a goal that I set to focus on. That was it. But when I did it, when I put in the work and I look back, I'm thinking, well, geez, if you can change your mind, then you can do anything you want to do, but you just mm-hmm. got to put in the work. And that's been my mantra ever since then. But, but at the time and the throes of it, no. I it wasn't I mean I made that my goal but at the yeah. time it was just something to focus on.
0: So you started focusing on that and then you 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 know people started noticing right you said that mm-hmm. you were you were putting the time in and, mm-hmm. and just focus on your goal internally right so you're showing mm-hmm. up you're showing up you're showing up and it's only for you at that point but then you said your coaches or some people started noticing that right mm-hmm. and then they started to embrace you um now in that moment when they embraced you, how long did it take for them to get your goal out of you so that they knew what it was?
1: I would say it, it, it took me probably a good six months to to finally get it out, but that's what I wanted to do. They knew, kind of knew
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they wanted me to vocalize it. Yeah. They wanted me to put it out there that that was going to be my goal. Yeah. Um. So I can't take them enough because with their help and their, and their drills and what, and they believed in me that that made all the difference. And because of that, that just the energy started to change, and, and the kids started rooting for me because they saw the work I was putting in, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to school with a lot of these kids, and it just changed quite a bit. So my my junior high or my middle school was much different than my high school career, all because of my energy shift.
0: Yeah. So your energy shifted, and do you feel like it shifted whenever you vocalized it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And just and I just started having more confidence in myself because yeah. I I was I was. I was seeing results on the, mm-hmm. on the baseball, but I didn't necessarily think that I was going to be a varsity baseball player, but I could see that I was becoming a better baseball player.
0: Yeah. And
1: and because of that, that was making me feel good. And you could see that in my posture at school that I had a little more confidence myself, myself, my shoulders up, back, my head up. I was just carrying mm-hmm. myself much, much differently.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it sounded like you had a limiting belief and I know, and I've throwing something up here on the screen. It's like your biggest challenge was breaking the limited belief um, that you actually belonged on the field with the other players.
1: Oh yeah. I, I didn't think I, be- I belong there. Um, I, I, for, you know, when I first did it, I thought basically I was the charity case that, mm-hmm. that, you know, that they, that I was, you know, I, they had to play me cause it was little league or whatever it was. So uh, they had to play every kid. So I thought, well, that was the reason why I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and that was uh, the real limited belief that why well, I didn't want to vocalize it because I didn't want to be laughed at. I didn't want the coaches to laugh at me. I didn't want mm-hmm. the players to laugh at me. That that was my goal because they're like, I thought they were going to say, there's no way you're a varsity baseball player. You, you can't play. Mm-hmm. You, you barely can make this team. So yeah. um, that was a part of it, that, that belief in my head of, of what I thought they were going to say if I said that. And mm-hmm. it was the opposite. Yeah. They're like, you can do it. You just got to put in the work. You just got to work a little. You got. You just got to work a little bit harder than everybody else. Yeah. But if you put in the work, you can do it. And, and you'd
0: already proven to them, like you'd already proven to them, because you were showing up. You were yeah. already showing up, and you made the decision to show up. Yeah, and I never
1: stopped. I always, I was always showing up. Yeah, and and because of that, you know it, that they 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 were seeing it, and then they were just tweaking some things with me. I I, I was working hard. I was mm-hmm. working really really hard. Um. And there were be days where like, I would just want to quit. Cause I mean, they were making me do drills that they weren't making the other kids do, but I knew I needed to do them to get mm-hmm. to that level. But there was days where I'm running in the heat of the summer and going, man, what am I doing? This is yeah. awful. But yeah. I just kept pushing, pushing through
0: it. Okay. Well, um, you know, and I, I, I think that was a big moment too, because, you know, you just, you just said this a second ago that, um, you were nervous, right? Like you were nervous about what they were going to say and putting it out there uh, because the patterns that had been built up to that point in your life, right? People kind of being negative towards you. And all of a sudden, because you were showing up, you were doing the work they saw. They saw in you more than what you were vocalizing at that moment. And then they had the belief in you. And that's, that allows for some breakthrough moments, right? Embrace, right. Then the kids started embracing you. The teammates started coming around you and, you know, Gatorade on the back or whatever, right? In that <laughs> in that game, that's awesome. Well, yeah. um, well, there's there's a lot to learn here, Paul. Like I think, I th- first off, thank you for coming on and, and sharing this chapter because um, I think a lot of people struggle with this, right? I mean, our world, we still have bullying and it's almost worse than ever, I believe. But, and I think where, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. I think kids kind of naturally turn inwards and live in a virtual world versus the reality that, that we currently live in. And, uh, so one thing I'm just going to recap this, what I heard was, uh, you had a moment and you had a choice to make. You could either live with the, the current situation. You could live with your ailments that you have been born with and keep that mentality that you had going forward, or you can say, screw it. It's time to change and set a goal for yourself and what you did. And I'm curious, why'd you pick baseball?
1: I grew up watching it. I loved baseball. Okay. I watched it with my dad. And, it was, and um, my uncle uh, actually played uh, minor league ball for the, uh, the Dodgers oh, okay. back in the day. So it was just in my blood that um, that's what we did. You know, on the weekends, we watched baseball. So okay. I'd go to the games. And even as a little kid, um, and it's still, it's still true today, that uh, one of my favorite at-peace moments is going to a game early, watching batting practice and hearing that crack of the bat and having a good friend by me. And we're just shooting the breeze. We may not even be talking baseball, but we're just there taking in the moment, smelling the smells. Um, so it's just ingrained in, in
0: me. That's cool. Well, um, so, so that was the first thing I heard is you picked a goal that, that, well, it sounds like it meant something to you, right? It meant something to you that was like deep seated inside of you. Cause that's what you did anyways. Um, you know, and then, then you showed up, right. Then then you had to work through some limiting beliefs um, with yourself, but you did that and you just went all in with that goal. Right. And I know the chapter was titled the goal that changed your life. And I think that's such an amazing, after you've told this chapter and the story, I think it's such an amazing title because that goal started defining you, right. You showed up, you put in the work, you weren't going to go backwards to the, the kid that was being bullied and you started building belief in yourself, but whenever your, your teammates surrounded you, when your coaches believed in you. And I think that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, thank you for coming on here, Paul. Like what, tell me, all all right. If anybody wants to connect with you, I know you have, you have an amazing Facebook group. All right. So I know you have a, a amazing Facebook group and it's called rewrite your story. And you're doing some awesome stuff in there. So if you're not following Paul, you need to follow Paul. Go on Facebook and you can follow him. But And also join the Rewrite Your Story group. It's got some good stuff going in there. I know uh, we're getting ready to do a challenge next week. So I know this episode is probably going to be after that. But go back and check it out because it's going to be some fun posts in there coming up next week. And I'm sure you're going to be doing more challenges in the future, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then also uh, your website. Uh, what's your website? It's a call to action.coach. Okay. Cool. Well, um, Paul, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you pouring into us, sharing a chapter of your life and uh, and making an impact in a big way. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Nathan, thank you for the uh, outlet to share my story. I really appreciate it. Thanks,
0: man. Yep. Well, thank you for tuning in to this chapter of the B U N B and be Real podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you or someone you know is looking to share your story, go to be you and be real.com to inquire how to become a guest on the show. Until next time, live your life on purpose. Be you and be real. We'll see you in the next chapter.